Can a radio show keep you safe and protect your rights? The verdict is yes. If it's Scott Weinberg on the law. Once again, here's attorney Scott Weinberg. When do you decide that your ethics and morals of what you believe in are more important than the size of your wallet. As a literary agent, you have the right to pick and choose your clients, and sometimes it's not an easy choice. We're joined today with Diane Nine, one of those rare professionals that we're talking about, ethical. Diane Nine is a graduate of George Washington University Law School and closer to home here at Cranbrook Schools here in Michigan. Diane's president and founder of Nine Speakers, Inc., a full-service agency representing clients just as, such as Congresswoman Barbara Lee, NBC correspondent Paula Tutman, who we've had on our show uh, for her new book, Deadline, a serial novel, and formerly the agency for White House correspondent Helen Thomas, who nine speakers recently fired as a client. Diane, welcome to the show. Hi, Scott. Good to be with you. Well, it's good to talk to you. And I know that you've been inundated over the last couple of weeks with questions on what happened with Helen Thomas and her most recent statements about, obviously, the Jews getting out of Israel and, you know, perhaps, obviously, other kind of comments that, that I don't know if she's had an opportunity to explain or not. But what happened? What, what made her do such a gap so late in her career? Well, I think that's the question of the day. And I think it's a tragic end to what had been a storied career up until now. I'm, I wish I could get inside her head and know what she meant. I don't in my heart believe that she meant what she said. I've known her a very long time. In fact, we've represented her for 22 years or so. And while I certainly was always aware of her own ethnicity, I never had heard her cross a line like this before. I mean, was she always such a loose cannon? Obviously, she's had such a great career, and, and I read about her recent accusations about the Obama White House lack of transparency of, of, in former administrations. But, I mean, has she ever been that hard to control or, or come out with statements like that that just never made sense? Not that I'm aware of. I think most people are familiar with her badgering presidents and press secretaries, all ten administrations that she's covered. Ten. That's unbelievable how many presidents she's covered. It is. Uh, I don't think that there's probably anybody else in the history of our country that's actually spent more time in the White House than Helen. Has she made any Semitic comments like this before? Has she been uh, acute? Has she even been accused of that before? Because I know her background, obviously, is what Lebanese, right? Right. She is of Lebanese descent, and obviously, she has some ties to that community. But I think that there's a fine line there between supporting your own background and being anti another background. Well, that's for sure. I mean, obviously not every Lebanese is anti-Semitic or against Jews for that matter. But, you know, when you make comments like that, I mean, it reminds me of my, quite frankly, my grandmother who passed right after she was 90. When she was 90, you never knew it was going to come out of her mouth. I mean, she could, she could say anything and she didn't care. Right. I guess that the real issue is that while people certainly have the right to their own opinions, when you're in the public eye in particular, I think you need to be careful. And I certainly am hopeful that what she said isn't exactly what she meant. Is it something that, was it a difficult decision for you to uh, cut her loose after so many years? Was it something that um, you took time out or you just made a quick decision? You know what, I just can't put up with this, I'm going to let her loose. Well, quite frankly, it was probably one of the most painful decisions I've ever made in my work life. On the other hand, though, I just didn't believe that there could be any place for hate speech in our society as a whole, and I just couldn't condone it.
You know, it's tough, too. I mean, when you have, obviously, many clients, and you have famous clients, too, that not only are, are, are have written books, but, but other fields of, of, uh, of work. And, and, you know, you have to choose, you can choose your client. And sometimes when you have a client, I mean, I've been a criminal defense attorney for 20 years, and I've got clients that I definitely don't agree with what they do. But, you know, I've represented their right to do what they feel is right. And do you get into that kind of dilemma where you might not agree with what they're saying or even what they wrote, but they have a right to to say that? Well, I certainly think that people have a right to their own views and a right to say it. I mean, freedom of speech does flow from the First Amendment. But again, I think that even freedom of speech can and should be regulated at times. Certainly the most obvious example that everyone's aware of is that you can't yell fire in a crowded theater unless there's a fire. I also think that hate speech has been regulated in some ways and perhaps should be regulated even more. It clearly was a mistake on her part. I don't know what she was thinking or why she said it. Do you think that they put a spin on it that's proper? Because obviously you work in Washington, you know, many famous people and and even infamous people that would be caught in different dilemmas, I guess. I mean, you can think of people like um, John Edwards or Elliot Spitzer, then they get these spin machines, these uh, PR departments that can spin it. Do you feel that she's going to be doing that or she's done a, a good job at that? Well, she did issue an apology, which was posted on her website. And from there, I'm not really sure because by... Monday morning after the story broke, she actually on her own accord retired. Uh, I believe that there obviously was a link to the situation she was in. But given her age, I'm not so sure how much longer she would have worked anyway. Right, she was 89. Right. She'll be 90 in August. In fact, she and Barack Obama share the same birth date. Is that right? Well, so does my son, so... I guess there's some hope for my son there. <laughs> We're talking with uh, Diane Nine, president of Nine Speakers, and most recently the agent for this troubled correspondent, obviously the famous Helen Thomas in Washington. Now, do you think she'll write a book about it? Do you think she'll, that she'll uh, she'll be able to uh, to be able to I don't know about uh, benefit from it, but at least be able to write her memoirs on that? I'm not sure. She has done a memoir book that was published, I'm guessing at the date here, I believe it was published in around 1999, and I'm not sure if she has a follow-up in her or not. Unfortunately, I don't think we will be the agency representing her if that is the case. Yeah. Now, you've known her for many years, obviously, 20 years. Was it as, and She's from here in Detroit. She is, and in fact, she has a number of relatives that still live in the area there, siblings, nieces, nephews, etc. Is it something that you've heard from them that they're uh, disappointed of it, or something they just chalk up to, quite frankly, our our old grandma who's uh, nine years old like I would? I actually haven't talked to any of her relatives, and so I'm not sure what their feeling is on the matter. Now, we, I know that you also, uh, represent Paula Tutman. We have on this show and we, she was great. We love her here in uh, Detroit, obviously working for the, uh, the CBS affiliate or the, the NBC affiliate. Right. The NBC affiliate. Right. Is it, uh, do you know if she's coming out with another book? Cause I loved her book. That was great. Well, she's done two in the series so far and I believe she's got more in her. So I hope everybody goes out and buys the first two so that we can see the third one. Well, that's good. We always got to be able to bring here more business because we enjoyed her. What other clients' uh, books do you have coming out that we can look forward to? Oh, I have a number of um, clients, both in the political arena, the media area, and, of course, just regular old novelists. Um, 
I I don't know if there's anything that I'd like to name over another book uh, that would be fair to my client. It's okay. <laughs> we can't we can't get you to name it. Huh? What what is the situation with with uh, quite frankly publishing these days? You know, the question is always because of what's going on with the internet and the online publishing. Has it significantly hurt the uh, the paperback publishers or the publishers that actually are selling in the stores? I don't think that it's had a huge impact in terms of the ebooks and their various formats. I think that we'll be seeing more and more of the ebooks, a la Kindle and some of the others that are out there. But right now, I believe it's only something like 3% of the market share. So I don't think it's had a huge impact, but I think that publishers are aware that this could be the wave of the future, and I think they're going to need to adapt as a result. Well, I love my Kindle, so I usually get on that, so unfortunately... I, I, I do it with Amazon, so I guess I am, I am supporting a lot of different companies, but I do love reading it on the Kindle. I think a lot of people enjoy the Kindle. In fact, I got my father one for his birthday. Well, I know your dad, obviously. He's one of the best attorneys here in Michigan, so you tell him we said hello here at uh, Weinberg on the Law. I Diane, will indeed. Diane, I want to thank you for uh, coming on our show. I know that these last couple of weeks have been uh, obviously extremely busy, and hopefully you'll come back and let us know what other books are uh, coming our way here in Detroit and uh, we can look forward to. I'd love to do that. Thanks for having me. Take care. Bye. That was uh, Diane Nine. We, we really enjoy talking to people. All across the country, but we like to bring it home here too. And we talked about Tiger Woods and his debacle. We got uh, Rick in Madison Heights. What do you got to take about that Tiger Woods, Rick? There wasn't. There is no case of adultery with Tiger, and I, I'm not giving him a pass one way or the other. But uh, he, uh, he's clearly admitted on worldwide television more than once that he committed adultery, and I don't know uh, whether you missed that or not, but. Uh, I don't see where he hasn't committed adultery with well, what uh, he's admitted to. Well, you know, one of the things that whenever you have, and we've had clients over the years that have been accused of a range of different things, including about uh, multiple offenses, and you have someone like Tiger. So let's say he came out and he says, I'm yes. Sorry, I... My phone is cutting out. I don't know why. That's okay. It's all right. Uh, I just... Well, I can hear you fine. Can you hear me, Rick? So I'm, I apologize. Well, one of the things that... Uh, when people come out and they admit to some type of uh, criminal behavior, so let's say that someone comes out and says, yes, I committed adultery. I, uh, you know, I cheated on my wife. I was irresponsible. I've really let down my fans. I've let down uh, my family, my mom, just like Tiger might have said. But he doesn't admit to any individual person. He doesn't say, yes, I slept or I had an adulterous relationship with um, this woman X or this woman Y. And, you know, that's really the issue in the PR machine that I'm letting you know that I actually come out with is that they, Tiger Woods has come out and said, yes, I've committed adultery, let's say, I've... Um, cheated on my wife, but not necessarily specifically talking about any individual woman. And it really does a couple of things. One, it's, he's not going to be prosecuted criminally. I'm letting you know. There is no criminal prosecution that's going to come out because he cheated on his wife. Not only is it so rare in this country ever to be prosecuted, even if the state has adultery laws, um, but it's only coming about, usually at least, on depositions where, like in the Kwame Kilpatrick case, where he lies under oath that they actually have a um, 
a lawsuit for some other reason, and the questioning comes into, was he cheating? Was he fooling around? What was he doing with his, in a second, if his, um, his uh, uh, wife, and was he uh, committing adultery on someone else? So uh, that's where they uh, ended up getting Kwame. They ended up getting Bill Clinton whether or not he had sex with that woman uh, because he was under oath in another type of situation, a civil complaint, and he lied under oath. You know, uh, Tiger Woods, we don't have that here. Tiger Woods, we have it where he's not going to be prosecuted criminally. He's not going to be, he hasn't lied under oath yet. Now, here's the question, and here's something that, Rick, I want you to think about. When he is potentially uh, in a lawsuit, either from his divorce case or, which is much more likely, one of these women ends up suing him that he, for money, for pain and suffering, for whatever they're going to want to sue him for, trying to get some kind of funds out of him, that in that lawsuit, he is claiming, I didn't sleep with that specific woman. Because just because some bimbo comes out of the woodwork and says, yeah, this famous person slept with me because he's admitting to sleeping with an unknown amount of women, doesn't mean that he did. We don't have to believe everybody that comes out and says that. He hasn't said, I slept with this woman X and this woman Y. And we shouldn't just let that lay out there as, okay, well, whoever comes out, that is exactly what it is. You know, until he's actually deposed, until he's actually um, sworn under oath, we can't hold him liable for the legal, uh, liable legally of what he says on that. I mean, that's just the way the law, the legal system works. We can hold people liable for what they say, but they not, are not committing a crime unless they do it under oath. And then, uh, obviously lied about it. Just like we had in Kwame. We, we had, uh, we had talked with, um, talked with them over the last couple of weeks about whether or not he should come out of jail, whether or not he should come out of prison. And, you know, we have an opportunity to, uh, talk now with his lawyer and find out the true nature of what happened. 